0: This is The Final Word. Good evening. I'm Jenna Harner. Welcome to The Final Word, the show that invites you, the fans, into the conversation. You can get your opinion on TV right here every Sunday night. And let's get started by introducing you to our esteemed panel here tonight. Please welcome two time Stanley Cup champ, Phil Bork.
1: Jenna, I know there's a bunch of shows just like this. You can go around the channels and find them. But you're not going to find a show where you have a couple football guys, you got some hockey guy, and you got this pretty little girl from Buffalo whose hockey team stinks, has become a huge Pittsburgh
0: Penguin fan. You're only going to find it on Final Word. You're only going to find it right here. Former NFL general manager Doug Whaley joins us as well.
2: I'm going to propose to the government (laughs) to change March to the holiday season for sports fans. With everything that is coming at you with football news, hockey news, basketball news, baseball news, It is just a smorgasbord for sports fans. It should be
3: a national holiday the whole month.
0: Petition, we're doing it right now. And from our partners at DK Chris Carter,
3: Doug, it is a holiday for sports fans, but it's a nightmare for for those who work in sports because we never sleep. But hey, we have fun right here on the final Word.
0: That's right, that we do. Now some of the topics we'll be talking about tonight. Five words on the Penguin Stanley Cup chances if they don't make any moves at the trade deadline, your view on the Steelers after this week's free agent signings. Juju Smith-Schuster's legacy as a Steeler and the best playoffs in all of sports. But first, we're kicking things off with the nice big topic as the NHL trade deadline looms. What are the biggest concerns, if any, with the Penguins that need to be addressed by the trade deadline at 3 p.m. on Monday? Borky, we start with you on this one.
1: Well, it's kind of the same old stuff, Jenna. I hate to be repetitive uh, because we've talked about this uh, 11 on the ice also. The depth scoring, uh, I I mean, listen, the Penguins have won four of their last five games. They've got goals from 12 different scorers in those four wins. There it is right there. So is it just something that's recent? Because we went on a long stretch, baby, where we weren't getting any of it. So is it just a little blip on the radar, or is it the real deal? And also, I'll be honest with you, I get a little bit worried about toughness about team toughness I know it was there against Tampa Bay I didn't see it so much against Nashville so I wonder if that will be addressed also because if a series a seven game series gets dragged in the back alley I hope we have enough guys Doug well
2: when you look at it from a macro level is this the last run of the big three especially with Latang and Gino being on the free agents after this but if you want to drill down the second line who's going to be the second line winger to to, to pair with Gino? Who's going to be able to keep up, but also put up and produce? And then when you talk about production, just like Borky said, that bottom six, they have to start consistently producing. And especially when you start thinking about the playoffs, when things get a lot tighter. And then there's something that people may be thinking but not talking about is goaltending. Do we truly believe Jari and DeSmith can consistently compete to put them in a place
3: to compete for that championship and that trophy? Chris? It's what we've been saying all along. They need more scores, in the, in, in, on, especially on that second line. I've been banging this drum in the final word for weeks now. Brock Besser, J. T. Miller, go get one of them. Jim Rutherford's the GM over there. You can get one more talented, speedy forward who can put some points, put some bucks in the net. It's going to help you right now, and Pittsburgh will forever remember you if you're able to get one more Stanley Cup out of this core. If, if, if you're saying, "Oh well, maybe we need to save for down the road," I don't think you, I don't think that's going to matter as much. You got a great team right now, but even great teams fall when their weaknesses get get picked at. Lessen those weaknesses, get ready for the playoffs.
0: Well, a reminder, you can keep the comments coming. You can find us on Twitter at WPXI Final Word, on Facebook at The Final Word. And now it's time for five words. Give us five words on the Penguin Stanley Cup chances if they don't make any moves at the deadline. Karen on Twitter says they have Sid, Gino, Letang. Fair point there. Drew Kane maybe win in round one. And Joey Bag of Donuts, hope Jari is really good. Joey Borky, your five words.
1: Oh, man, I love Joey Bag of Donuts. I'm hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the key word here is if they don't make a move, right? It's time to reward management. Those are my five words. If there's no deal done, that means management believes in you. That means management is saying, you're taking us to the promised land. You're bringing cup number six to us. It's time for those guys. And when I say management, I'm talking about... Uh, I'm talking about Ron Hexel, but I'm also talking about Mike Sullivan because Mike Sullivan has believed in a lot of guys. He continues to put guys over the boards, give them a jersey, and they, they I, I think at times it could become a, a one-way street. Yeah, they kill penalties. Yeah, they do a lot of little things, but again, that's good. I need great. That's, listen, I've been around five Stanley Cups in this town. I know what I'm talking about. If you want to get to that promised land, you need those guys to start giving back to a coach and a management that believes in you.
0: Doug, your five words.
2: Elite teams improve their roster. If you look at Colorado, Florida, those teams have made moves to get better. Have the Steelers been playing? I mean, the, sorry, the Penn's been playing good four out of the last five, absolutely. But if you start looking around and seeing all these other good teams getting better and you stay put, what message are you sending your fans, your organization, but more importantly, that locker room? they have to be able to say, we're gonna keep up with the Joneses. We are good, but we gotta get better, especially if this is that last run for the, the top three
3: guys.
0: Chris, your five words.
3: Solid, but why risk it? When you look at this, I mean, it's exactly what Doug's saying. Why, why are you waiting? What are you, what are you holding on to for the, the 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 elite teams out there? You still work to get better. The Los Angeles Rams, one of the most talented teams in football, going into the season and through the middle of the season. And guess what? They still traded to go get Von Miller to add on to it. Could they have won the Super Bowl? Maybe. I don't know. But they got Von Miller, and then they won the Super Bowl anyways. So don't ask those questions on the back end. Do the moves now, and don't have any regrets later. Saying, "Hey, we threw everything we had at this to make it work." If it didn't, oh well, we gave it a shot.
0: Well, don't go anywhere because when we come back, we are headed to Heinz Field. We're taking a look at your view of the Steelers after their free agency signings this week, and they made some splash moves. Sue Ellen on Facebook says, doesn't matter what the fans think. The Roonies are going to put on the field the best within the cap team to win. Let's go Steelers. The final word. We'll be right back.
2: final
0: word. And welcome back to the final word. It was a busy week for the Steelers front office. They made multiple signings at the start of free agency. So we're taking a closer look. What's your view of the Steelers (laughs) after their free agent signings this week? Chris, kick us off.
3: This is what Kevin Colbert likes to do when he has the opportunity to, he wants to even out the roster. He wants to make sure, hey, we have no glaring weaknesses all across the roster. You get Mitch Trubisky to say, hey, Mason Rudolph, at at worst, he's just going to have quarterback competition. But Trubisky is going to be the starting quarterback. You sign two cornerbacks to replace, to to save Akella Witherspoon from going anywhere. You bring in Levi Wallace as a solid cornerback, too. You get Miles Jack, which to me was a major addition to put next to Devin Bush and say, hey, if Devin Bush doesn't play well this year, we at least got to guy who can be the the, the, the star linebacker and be the guy that kind of runs the crew and if they pair up awesome and then of course offensive line bring back a core for bringing james daniels you're solidifying your offense that the james daniels can be an anchor for this offensive line they've done a good job setting that up now they need to make some splash in the draft and one more big signing
0: now on twitter sports ps4 Gamer says range of 7 and 10 to 10 and 7 the steelers are going to be overlooked all season borky
1: You know I like what the Steelers have done. Uh, It's the first time they've had this much cap space I think for Kevin Colbert. Uh, I love that they went out and got Miles Jack. I love that that Cam Hayward made that phone call uh, to get him here. Uh, Get A couple of veterans for that O-line. We've talked about that uh, almost to nauseam right to to shore up that offensive line. Uh, But you know what I loved? I love that they didn't hesitate and they went out, went out and got their guy. They got their quarterback in Trebinsky. And it's not huge money. In fact, it's some of the backup quarterbacks are making as yep. much as Trebinsky. I love that they didn't wait it. I love that they were aggressive and they showed up some of their shortcomings.
2: Doug? I'm going to agree with both my esteemed panel here. What they did was solidify their needs with cat-friendly uh, signings of veterans that can come in and compete. And if they get beat out by a draft pick, they're cap friendly enough that they're going to provide solid depth. What this does though is open up that draft board. It lets them truly be able to follow that board and pick the best player available. And when you do that, that eliminates you having that need-based approach. And when you have that need-based approach, you have a propensity to overdraft. So, in my view. They had a well-defined plan that wanted to give them flexibility in the draft and they executed it to a T. Well,
0: we're going to stick with the Steelers here. Juju Smith-Schuster trading in Steel City for Chiefs Kingdom. What's Juju's final legacy as a Steelers player? Doug, we're starting with you. I
2: would say it was a West Coast guy that truly adopted what Pittsburgh's all about. And you used to say, oh, "Why do I say that?" Think about this. This guy was going to be a free agent, got injured. He worked his tail off to come back and play in that last playoff game to help the Steelers try to win. Then you think about how he always shine light on what the Pittsburgh community is all about and his service in the community. So to me, it's a West Coast guy that will always be, in my thought process, a Steeler and a Yunzer. And then people may say, oh, well, what about this TikTok and this dancing? Listen. This generation, his generation, that's what they do. That's not who they are. So don't worry about it, but he's a yunzer through and through in my opinion.
0: Aaron Falvo on Twitter said, Overhated most definitely. One of my favorite Steelers players of recent memory will definitely be missed in the Steel City. Chris? I mean, it,
3: it, he has to be missed. If anyone is an objective football fan in the city of Pittsburgh, you love the effort that this guy gave. This guy has two 97-yard touchdown receptions for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's not something that just happens every day. And by the way, like, like, like Doug was saying, this guy came in and, embody, and, and embodied what the organization was to be about. Remember in his rookie season when he was blocking the snot out of people? Remember what he did to Vontez Burfitt and how Burfict, for years was a terror who took out Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Ben Roethlisberger? But not anymore. After Juju hit him, Perfect was was, was nothing to the Steelers. He was never a threat again. And for that alone, Juju was a hero for the Steelers. But then he also put together an 1,800-yard season and was a very good player. He will be missed in Pittsburgh.
0: Borky, what's Juju's legacy?
1: (laughs) Wow. I don't remember another athlete in this town that was – so controversial at times. And uh, hey, Doug, what about this TikTok and this dancing? <laughs> no, I, that's, you know what? That's the first thing I think of. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm a hockey guy, I'm not a football guy. The culture's a little bit different in the locker room. That would never fly in a hockey locker room. And I know a lot of guys, old school, a Steeler guy said no way man somebody needs to step up and say something to this guy at the end of the day I think you have to remember a lot of the good that Juju did his first two seasons I remember sitting on the couch going get the ball to Juju get the ball to Juju over 100 catches his second year and two years ago he almost had 100 catches and I will never ever forget that block on Vertez perfect uh, one of the greatest things I ever saw as a football fan but at the end of the day I'm going to remember him dancing on the other team's logo. I'm going to remember him all this ridiculous TikTok. And I remember two days ago him putting that silly thing on the top of his head and acting like a 16-year-old who just found out what his bits and pieces were all about. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen an athlete do. Don't let the door hit you on the way out, Juju. But
3: Phil, so does that does that outweigh the the stuff that he brought on the field for the Steelers? Because that to, to me, that's the big question. Is I I was willing to take that if this guy can knock out an enemy and take and take out Vontez protect my guys, and also make big plays in big moments. I agree. And think about that.
2: If he was going to do that, that's what we're talking about with the pins. Now we need one of those guys that's going to go out and take out one of those guys and show some toughness in the pins. So yes. It's. I would say it's a generational gap. Do I subscribe to what he did on TikTok? No, No. no but I, I understand it. Was, it. It, was, it, was, it was
3: weird.
0: It does pose a lot of great questions. Well, the NCAA tournament wrapping up here in Pittsburgh. What a thrilling weekend of action it has been. The thrill of the buzzer beater, the wonder and amazement of a walk-off, and the intensity and brutality of a seven-game series. Guys, this is a tough one. What's the best playoffs in sports? Although, Borky, I think I might know your answer <laughs> to this one.
1: Come on, man. <laughs> you got to go four rounds and win the – uh, the best of seven, it is the most grueling and satisfying thing at the same time. And listen, if you get a buy in football, Doug, whether do you get to win three games, three games, you when win a Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what a cakewalk that is. And you get a week off in between games. And oh my goodness, don't ever play on a Sunday and then a Thursday. Oh my goodness, it's a short week. And I know you don't have that in the playoffs. And I know I'm a hockey guy, just kind of getting on the soapbox here. But definitely, the Stanley Cup Finals are the most demanding physically. Mentally emotionally thing in all sports
0: John on Facebook agrees the Stanley Cup playoffs and it's not even close though This year's NFL playoffs were outstanding for the most part. Doug your thoughts
2: I'm gonna have to say NCAA tournament first of all it's single elimination So every time you step on that court you have to be on the top of your game the immense Interest in it over 11 million uh, brackets filled out in ESPN and when you think about it reality TV TV Sports trumps it all, and the NCAA,
3: I think, makes the top of all of that. Chris? There's no question. March Madness is just uh, is the top of the world. you got all those teams banging it out, all these cultures from all across the country, all these colleges duking it out, and just one loss gets you out. In hockey, if you lose, oh, we get to try again the, the next day. The same thing for NFL. I prefer sudden death fill. That's why those are my top two. It's NFL, and I'm, I'm telling you, anyone would rather watch that, that Mahomes-Josh Allen game all day long because that was magic.
0: All of it. All of it. Now, when we come back, we're going to round the horn on any topic. The final word is next. This is the final word. It's time now for the final word. Everybody gets a chance. Doug, take it away.
2: The NFL is going into a golden age. When you think about it, the NFL is a QB-driven league, and there is a glut of quarterbacks that are playing at a high level that the NFL hasn't seen in a long time and maybe even ever. Think about it, you got Wilson, Carr, Herbert, Mahomes, Jackson, That excuse me, and that's just one division in the AFC. Then you throw in Watson, then you throw in Burrow. Oh, that's two. So what I'm saying here is if you're a football fan and more importantly an NFL fan, this league is set up dominate the U.S. sports scene for years to come. You have to be smiling year to year.
1: Borky, your final word? I'm glad you guys brought up March Madness because it is very exciting. I love it. I love my Kansas Jayhawks to go all the way. I also love watching the 15th seed be the number one seed or a number two seed. It's exciting. It's great. But you know what? There's something in the air right now. And when those dogwood trees start to bloom, I want you to go outside and take a big inhale. Just bring it all in, because you what you're going <laughs> to smell? You're going to smell playoffs, baby. It's right around the corner. Playoff hockey is around the corner. 20 games to go for your Pittsburgh Penguins. They're making a the run. Maybe something magical this year. But when watch when those dogwoods start blooming. It means playoffs are around the corner.
0: Chris, your final word. A lot of Steelers
3: fans are going to be saying, we lost Juju, we lost James Washington, we got to just go offense, receiver, in of, the first round of the NFL draft. Not so fast. This still needs to be about defense. One other thing, this is a really deep receiver draft. You can wait till the second, third, and fourth rounds and get guys like Christian Watson or Sky Moore or Alec Pierce. There's going to be talented guys like that, but right now the Steelers still need to get a really good playmaker in free agency at the safety position, and Tyron Matthew is sitting right there for them. If they can get him and still get an A1, one type of defender i'm talking andrew booth, booth jordan davis Devontae white one of those guys to boost the defense this unit's going to be very dangerous next year and take on several of those star quarterbacks
0: now, earlier this week, a tweet made its way around social media saying women get less coverage during March Madness because there's less madness, fewer upsets, and the bracket is predictable. Yet this year alone, there's more parody than ever before. As of this show, there have been eight double digit seeds pulling off upsets in the women's tournament. In the men's tournament, there's been nine. Gone are the days of flipping a coin to see if you'll pick UConn or Tennessee as the champion in your bracket. Women's college basketball is stronger than it's ever been. Here here. Well, thanks so much for joining us on the final word. Have a great night.